Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Fantasy Sports Today. Dan Strafford, George Kurtz on the little radio program we call Fantasy Sports Today. It's the Saturday edition. Are you at the game or do you have a gut feeling perhaps? No problem. Now you can bet from anywhere, anytime with the all-new MyBookie mobile betting platform. With the MyBookie mobile platform, you'll enjoy the safety and convenience of at-home betting when you're on the go. Try it out today and you'll never miss another winning bet. Head on over to MyBookie.ag and open an account with the promo code FNTSY and MyBookie will match your deposit up to $1,000. Yes, that's right. $1,000. That's mybookie.ag, promo code FNTSY. George, we roll on to Los Angeles at New England. You heard me there saying I felt bad for the Chargers fans, but they came out with a victory. Lamar Jackson looked terrible for three quarters, uh, almost got them back, and then was stripped uh, on the final play of the game, well, the near final play of the game uh, for the strip sack. Uh, fumble recovery by the Chargers. They are able to get out of Baltimore with a win, and they get a date with uh, Bill Belichick, Tom Brady, and the New England Patriots. I don't know if you've heard this, George, but uh, Bill Belichick is a pretty good coach. Uh, Tom Brady, an okay quarterback for a system quarterback, uh, and uh, they they win sometimes. And so now the Chargers get to go up there and take on New England on Sunday. Weather may be a factor here from a cold perspective, but not from a precipitation. Uh, We will go through uh, all the factors here, but overall, first thought on this one, where does it stand for you? Yeah, New England's done all right with Brady and Belichick. They've done okay. You know, good, good, good for them. Uh... First thought on this is, man, <laughs> nothing's going easy for the Chargers, huh? You know, you go 12-4, and four, then you get sent to Baltimore. You defeat Baltimore. Oh, let's go back to the East Coast. Now go play New England. You know, go play a team that's been uh, godly over the past couple of decades. So uh, interesting, interesting. Can they slay the second dragon, you know, the big dragon now? I think they can. Uh, the weather looks like it's, it's cooperating. Uh, you know, as far as what it could have been, it's you know, you're not going to get snow. At least it looks like you're not going to get snow. Going to be about 30, so it's going to be cold, but not brutal. You know, let's let's face it. You know, Rivers went in there to Kansas City, what six weeks ago, and that was brutally cold. Did okay. Yeah, won that game. So I think I don't think the cold's going to bother him as much as it could have. I think both teams are a little beat up here. All right, we know, uh, you know, I don't think Gordon and Keenan Allen, for that matter, are, are anywhere near 100%, but the same thing can be said for Gronk and probably a couple of other Patriots. No Josh Gordon as well here. So both teams are sort of feeling it on offense about how they're going to approach this game here. I can see this game being a, uh, a run game for both teams. See which team can stop the run. You know, we've seen the Patriots sort of switch their game plan of late and go to a more run-heavy team since they lost Josh Gordon here. And I wonder if that stays the same uh, in this game. Are they going to try, you know, let's run with Michelle, Burkhead, James, James White flipping and passing out of the backfield. So let's see if the Chargers can stop that. The forces to do something else. If we can't get the ball down the field, you know, because 
you know, we don't have a, a, a stretcher in Gordon. And Hogan's just not quite good enough. Gronk's not the same player anymore. Nope. You know, I mean, we have to do these little short passes to James White and Edelman. I wonder if that's going to be the game plan here. Short passes to White and Edelman and the run game with Sony Michelle. That wouldn't shock me at all if the Chargers have to stop that before New England changes things up here. As for the Chargers, <laughs> they're probably the better overall team. You saw them make a... Uh, what they uh, they picked up a kicker this week, not not for field goals. That's still going to be Badgley, but because they want to make sure that Patterson doesn't determine who wins this game by any kind of big returns. I find that intriguing uh, to do that. I mean, you're you're, you're going to waste a, a 40 uh, 45 man game spot on a guy who's going to just kick the ball to the end zone. That's all you want. If he does that, great. Especially if you're worried about Badgley not being able to hit that end zone and Patterson making a big play. I do, like I said, I think that's an easy, an interesting strategic point in this game. Uh, for the Chargers, you know, they're, it's a veteran team. I don't, I don't think they're going to be worried going into New England going, oh, God, or anything like that. Right. I think Philip Rose will be fine, keep his emotions in check. Gordon can play, you know, Allen, Hunter Henry. Uh, man, I, I don't know what to think here. You know, I, think, I do think he plays. How big a uh, how big he's not going to play a full complement of snaps. That's not going to happen. So I don't know no how way. big a part of this game. No way, right? There's no way he can do that. So I don't know how big a part of this game plan he can be. But at the very least, it, it will be something that Belichick has to worry about here. I think it's going to be a very close game. You know, this this thing reeks to me of 24-23, 24-20. Last second field goal wouldn't shock me. And if that comes down to that last second field goal, I'm going Koskowski. I'm going the Patriots win. Uh, I, I, I'm with you. I think the Pats uh, take this victory. We'll go through the numbers now. Uh, implied totals are 25.5 for the Pats, 21.5 for the Chargers, a minus four spread. Uh, it did open at 25.75 and 21.75. That's dropped by a quarter point for each team. Uh, minus four in favor of the Patriots and over under of 47. That's dropped from 47 and a half. Uh, money pretty equally distributed as of right now. Uh, nothing too crazy uh, showing one side or the other. It's a little bit in favor of the Chargers money, early money in the week. But uh, I think much like the uh, Cowboys, you'll see money come in late on the Patriots here uh, as the game comes closer on Sunday morning. Um, Intrigued by 47, intrigued by minus four here at all, George, or do you find these numbers to be uh, pretty spot on uh, as I do? I think they're pretty close to what I would have guessed before opening up uh, the site I looked at uh, and probably will stay away from betting this game specifically. Agree with you, Dan. Yeah, I think the numbers are pretty much spot on here. I think the problem is we just we can't trust an England offense. You just don't know what you're going to get. We've seen it all season long. You just don't know what's going to happen. Is Brady going to have a good game? Does the uh, the week's rest help him? Gronk, we assume he's pretty close to done. Does he have anything left for one game? Maybe the, maybe the fact that he had the week off, week and a half, or if you count, uh, you know, will, will help. You know, he'll have at least a, a solid half before he starts to slow down again. We sort of, sort of, we saw that against the Jets that one game. We had a great first quarter and died. I wonder if he has that again. Where he just has enough left to get started before he, uh, you know, the bumps and bruises and everything else just add up and he can't, uh, he can't, just can't separate anymore. So I just, I'm, I worry about that New England offense. Bottom is, I'm gonna go, I'm probably gonna go over across the board here. Uh, but I don't love it. I, I don't. But I think New England with the week off has enough. I think this is uh, where I'm pick- I think New England wins the game. I'm going to go over. But next week, I'd almost certainly go under depending on who they play. Because I don't think they can do I two have, weeks in a row. I have to say, talking about Gronkowski, and it's been something that's been probably over-talked about, to be honest, in fantasy circles. Because so many people were so heavily invested in him as a, a tight end and tight end one this season. And uh, there are plenty of 
warning signs coming into the year, the potential for retiring, the potential for trading him, and all the different things that were swirling around in the spring that a lot of people tried to write off as just media speculation proved to be pretty true. Um, you see his body wearing down. You see the the hits and, and the plays he's made uh, affecting him. And I, I think there's a legitimate case that if they go out on top here which lord help me i if i if they do i i won't be able to live in this area anymore but um if they happen to win the super he's gone i think he retired i think he is done i think he legitimately walks away now um he has enough career ahead of him in you know just being who he is a media personality of sorts and i'm sure he's seen enough uh avenues forward where he's going to be making money he's going to be doing uh things he enjoys outside of football but you look at his numbers a high watermark on the year of eight targets and yeah that's a decent amount for a tight end but not for gronkowski and you just see the the slow deterioration as the year you know slowed on at Pittsburgh, just five, three against Buffalo. And I get against the Jets, maybe they took the foot off the gas and they said, hey, let's rest everybody. Uh, they were up big to begin with, uh, but just two targets against the Jets. Price tag is at 4,600 on DraftKings. And you're at a point in the season, a point where uh, this is a Pats team that turns it on, right? We, we can play the narrative that the New England Patriots are a team that plays to get into the tournament. Right? They're a team that wants to be there, and once they're there, they figure things out. So Rob Gronkowski at 4,600 obviously has a ton of upside on DraftKings because of his history. I just don't I don't want him even at that price point over Kelsey. I'll pay the extra 2,200 here because I trust Travis Kelsey on this health here. Now, could Gronkowski outperform him? Absolutely. I just think we've seen the end of it. I think we've seen the end of the Rob Gronkowski run uh, in, in New England. So... I'm with you on on not really being fully sure on how this offense gets by. I do like someone like a Chris Hogan as a flyer, uh, seeing if the Pats do take some shots downfield uh, while setting up that by going to White and Burkhead and Michelle a whole bunch. Um, even Patterson maybe on some runs, uh, some jet sweeps and, and some runs out of the backfield. Uh, but I, I don't see the Pats scoring a ton of points. I don't see this game being an over game. Um, I think the number is spot on, but I feel like this ends up being a 23-17 final uh, or 23-13 final where it's just sort of a slow-moving game. Everyone's waiting for the offense. We're waiting for the offense, and it doesn't happen. Um, So I I would go under if I had to. Uh, I don't feel overly comfortable doing it. Uh, Minus four, I feel, is about right, and uh, I take the pats here uh, again with the if I had to make a choice. Uh, Let's look at some of these uh, props and then we will move on to our final game as we roll through uh, each of these contests. Uh, we will have the phone lines open next uh, segment. If you so choose to call in, uh, discuss the weekend of playoff games, talk about last week's, uh, or if you want to talk about any of the coaching changes around the National Football League, again, it's 844-843-6879. That's 844-843-6879. I went for a, a teeth cleaning yesterday, George, um, and it was probably my hey, first thing. In two years, so I missed last year, and uh, I, I've made this joke before, but I always feel like it's going to, like going to confession, um, where they ask you, you know, well have well have you been brushing regularly? Have you been flossing? And they have that bright light shined in your face, and you're like, well, I I try. Well, you got to try harder, son. Well, uh, all right, jeez, dentist, you don't have to be so aggressive with me. They're my teeth. If they fall out, it's my own damn fault. Um, anyway, uh, <laughs> let's uh, continue on here. 
and uh, talk about these prop bets. Uh, we have a ton of interesting numbers here in my estimation. Tom Brady, 270 and a half passing yards. Under. I'm with you. I, I don't I don't think it affects how the Pats play, but I don't think this is a game where he throws for 300 yards or even 270 plus. I think this is a 230 to 250 game managed game for Tom Brady. Uh, Philip Rivers, 256.5. 250. I'm going to go over there. Uh, total pass completions. I haven't used these in the other two games, but I find it intriguing here because I agree with you on a process or game flow, to use that uh, phrase, uh, term here. Uh, that Tom Brady's going to be throwing a lot of short passes. So he's at 23.5 completions. You know, I was about to say the same thing. We saw that last week. A lot of the, uh, there were a lot of completions because they're throwing a lot of short passes, move to right. you know, try and make it manageable second downs if you can't run the ball, second six, something like that. I'll go over for Brady. I think it's going to be a lot of short passes, the White and Edelman. Yeah, I think there are a lot of four and five yard receptions out of the backfield, uh, hoping, you know, honestly, that one of them breaks it, right? That Burkhead can shake loose or, or white. You'll probably see some wheel routes as well out of the backfield from both of them. Uh, they like to do that a lot within the 30s, you know, within the 30 yard line, not necessarily the red zone, but try to get white on the outside one on one with the linebacker uh, and go with the wheel route fading into the end zone. Uh, let's see. Total pass completions for Philip Rivers, 22.5. Hmm, 22.5. I'm going to I don't think the Wiggins defense is all that great. I'm going to go over here. Uh, I was looking at, I have to double check, but I think it's pro football focus, the cornerback matchups. Uh, there are some crazy good cornerbacks uh, in this game uh, from both teams from that stat. Like, you may not say it from watching the games, uh, but I think it was pro football focus. I'll double check. Um, total touchdown passes, both Rivers and uh, Brady are at one and a half. Oh, well, man, that's uh, I'm surprised. Not, I'm surprised it's not two. I am surprised it's not two. I'm going to go over on both. Yeah, I, 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 I think I'm going over on Brady and I'm going to not touch the Philip Rivers one is what the way I see this. One. Like the I, 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 I don't know. Maybe I'm buying into the mystique and, and all, uh, what was it that Kurt Schilling said about the Yankees? Uh, Mystique and Aura, is that what it was appearing nightly? Oh, the, um, uh, the strippers, yeah. Yeah, the strippers, yeah. Um, I uh, I feel like that's uh, where, what I'm maybe buying into with the Pats here, but uh, I, I'll, I'll go on uh, not betting on the Phillip Rivers one. Uh, total receptions, four for Rob Gronkowski. Receptions, four. I think the number's right, not touching it, not going either way. Yep, I'm right there with you. Uh, four and a half for James White. I'll go over there. I think he's going to get that. No, I think they're going to go back to. I think they're going back to what worked earlier this season, which is uh, yep. those, those flip passes to Whitehead. I think they're going to do that. Edelman, same thing. Yep. Uh, so Edelman's at six. Wow, that's a high number, though. Man, that's high. Six. I'm still going to. I'm, I'm, oh, I hate it, but I'm going to go over. All right. That's a tough one. That's a tough one to uh, see. Where yeah, I don't. I I, uh, I wouldn't bet it, but I'll, I'll go over. I'll stay over. I'm not betting it. Nice. All right. Keenan Allen, six receptions. It's another, that's, man, these are high numbers for our receivers. And what I don't think, I don't think it's going to be a pass happy game. I don't see that. Agreed. I'm going to go, I'm going to go under here. Uh, receiving yards. And these are some fun ones, I think. Chris Hogan at 34 and a half. Once again, it's the one big play theory. Can he get it? Yep. You know, I, I think they, uh, 
I think you said it earlier, and I agree. With you. I think they're going to take some shots, you know, just to keep. Uh, almost said San Diego, just to keep the charges honest. They're going to take <laughs> some shots. I didn't say it, but I almost said it. But uh, I think they're going to try and keep mine. Say, can he catch one? That's really what it comes down to. So he'll, he'll catch a small ball too. So he can catch one deep ball. You know what? Um, this is one. It's it's a low enough number here where I'm, I'm willing to gamble on it, and it would be a gamble. So I'll go over. All right. Uh, let's uh, check out a couple of others here before the break. And uh, we will open up the phones again uh, after this break. It's uh, 844-843-6879. Uh, love to hear from you, your takes on this weekend or what you have going from a betting perspective. Uh, we uh, look at, let's see, receiving yards for Julian Edelman, 70 and a half. I think it's going to be a lot of little catches. Do they add up? It's really what it comes down to. Do they add up? I'm, I'm going over here. You know what's what's strange for me on the site I'm on. So, and I, I'm not giving them uh, an advertisement here, but uh, they don't have uh, Todd Gurley uh, total rushing yards, and they don't have Melvin Gordon t- total rushing yards. They have the home teams, uh, but they don't have the road teams running backs uh, as prop bets here. Which I don't know if that's a reason on this site uh, or not. Well, Gurley's trying to find those. Gurley's a home guy. Oh, sorry. Right. That's right. Gurley's a home guy, but he wasn't listed, and Gordon's not listed. So I don't know if that's, that's because strange. of being dinged up along the way or whatever it might be. But uh, last one here, uh, total uh, r- rushing yards. Sonny Michelle, 61 and a half. Over. And uh, James White, 19 and a half. Ugh, rush, that's such a low number. Oh, under. And uh, get those glow sticks out. We're coming back with more after this on FNTSY Radio. It's Fantasy Sports Today, Dan and George. Did you know that you can listen to this show live on the award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network? Listen on the iHeartRadio app, the TuneIn Radio app, or download the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network is the only totally free, 24-7, 365 Fantasy Sports Network of its kind without a subscription. Check out YouTube Live on the Fantasy Sports Network YouTube page and participate in the program in there where you can ask questions, discuss the topics with other fantasy enthusiasts, or tell everyone that you disagree. Call into your favorite show and ask your question. The number is 844-84-FNTSY. That's 844-843-6879. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Network, your free fantasy source, 24 hours a day. Partnership with Data Golf is back for 2019 with an all-new premium fantasy golf and betting tools. Check out the all-new lineup optimizer with custom settings and advanced grouping, customizable projections for FanDuel and DraftKings, ownership projections, PGA finish probabilities and simulator, outright and top 20 market betting tools, head-to-head and three-ball betting tools, PGA pro tip, subscriber chat, and more. Go to dailyroto.com, click on Go Premium, choose golf, and enter promo code GOLF19. For a 10% discount, that's dailyroto.com. Click on Go Premium. Click on Golf and enter promo code GOLF19 for a 10% discount. Uh, So, George, when I was in my uh, early 20s, uh, actually late teens, early 20s, my buddies and I had Saturday season tickets to the Yankees. And uh, 
we we would we may be uh, imbibing some spirits. Uh, we may be drinking a little bit, and we would come up with different cheers uh, for different players. Uh, we we like to believe we came up with a Jorge chant, but that's fine. Uh, the uh, big one we enjoyed doing was Giambi, uh, where we would do it to that song, to Take On Me, where we would go, uh, Giambi, Giambi, Gbiam, hit a home run. And people around us didn't seem to like it very much, but we would still do it every week, no matter what. See, Dan, these are one of these stories that you're better off just keeping to yourself. Oh, no. Not I love saying them. on the air. Oh, and it's recorded for posterity now. That's what Oof, we need. We need more of that fired. in our lives. More honesty, more openness. I agree with George. He's right. But I, I've never known a filter to not make fun of myself. So uh, that is not there's, going there's to a, change. There's an old saying. There's an old saying. <laughs> better to remain silent and thought a fool uh-huh. than to speak up and remove all doubt. Oh. Just, you know. Worst to live by. Just, just, just saying. My, my wife does that a lot with me. Just saying. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Maybe, maybe you should have thought that through a little bit more. Maybe you should have thought it through. Uh, the beauty of the, having a Saturday morning show is that uh, you can't drink before. Well, I mean, I guess you could, but uh, I, I <laughs> you could. I, 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 you could. I guess I shouldn't have said that, but I, I don't. I guess is what I should say. So I'm of sound mind and making fully uh, coherent decisions here. Uh, but nonetheless, uh, phone lines are open. Uh, I hope to hear uh, from our good friend, uh, Kenny, uh, momentarily. Uh, all right, so we do have a daily fantasy question. Sean, feel free to put them through. We'll, we'll talk to them momentarily. Uh, we can talk DFS, of course, uh, here on uh, Fantasy Sports Day. We're continuing to talk about these games. We have one more to go. Philadelphia at New Orleans. Uh, and uh, we will go through that momentarily. So, Sean, if you just want to let me know who, who that is uh, or uh, put them up. Uh, oh, <laughs> so Kenny. Uh, Kenny from Philadelphia, you're on the line. What's going on, bud? You just killed me, man. You just killed Kenny, Dan. You just killed Kenny, man. Why, well, I don't want it. Why do, how would I kill Kenny? <laughs> good morning, brother. How you doing? We, good, we, good morning. We're going, we're going to South Park that early in the morning? All right. Yeah, yeah, man. Hey, hey, Georgie. Hey, Georgie, did you send uh, Cody Parkey a tweet telling him uh, you dodged a bullet last week there? Because you know I wanted your boys to come back, but uh, we still might have that uh, have that date hopefully next week, hopefully here. Can we still blame Cole Parkey for that? The bull was tipped. It was you know, tipped. I, I, don't know, I, I don't know if we can blame Parkey for that anymore. Uh, I know it was slightly tipped. But I'm sure some physicists will tell you it, it changes the ball by and, and, you know over 30 yards by a couple of inches, and that, that would be enough. So I, I don't know if we can get on parking uh, enough for that. By the way, the greatest meme I saw all week is someone had a uh, – I don't know if it was on Facebook or whatever the hell I saw it. You know, it has, has the goal post with like 38 goal posts in between the posts. I thought that was hilarious. This is what Parky <laughs> sees when he looks at the uh, goal post because the man hits more posts than uh, – I don't have a joke for you. He has a lot of posts. How about this? If 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 the pads win and and uh, and the coach win now with this weather news, we got to uh, deflate gate part two next week with bad weather. How how you like that? No, please. <laughs> I didn't no. Think about that. He's right. Please, no. I can't. I can't. We got the flea gate, and it's supposed to be some bad weather next week. Uh, from what they're saying, well, it's a week out. So I mean, but yeah, it's check them footballs. Part two. <laughs> they're talking about the next not- weekend up here. Yeah. I'm hearing this, that uh, if, uh, if the Chargers win, if the Chargers happen to host the Colts next week, they're going to move the game from the, whatever that soccer stadium they're playing, and they might play that in the, the L.A. Coliseum as well. 
Oh wow, we got a we got a lot of outcomes. Hey man, with this with this uh, news here, I heard a caller uh, from uh, Iowa, or whatever. So this it's it's snowing a lot there, and this it's kind of tampering this uh, this Chiefs game down here. Uh, with this news, man, I got to tamper down my Mahomes uh, shares here, and like. We're going to have to move over to maybe if Jared Goff could do something here versus the Cowboys, or does this news make actually uh, Tom Brady maybe a play here? I'm pretty sure they're going to be doing the short passes, but as far as the quarterbacks on this slate here, I mean, it can't be just Breeze. No, it can't. And I think to your point, listen, uh, I am not a meteorologist, um, but you look at enough of these sites, you look at uh, weather.com, AccuWeather, you look at, I, I like Weather Underground a bit, and there's a, a site called darksky.net, which is pretty good for precipitation. Um, yes, there's snow in the area, and yes, it's supposed to be continuing throughout the day. I don't think there's enough wind to really make right. it horrible conditions. So, I, I I hope it tampers down people's exposure to this game because I'll go more in that direction than hoping that the the weather doesn't affect the offense. It's a four game slate. If this is a ten game right. slate, yeah, I ignore it. You know, I I, I, right. I probably move on to another big total. But you're gonna have high ownership everywhere, Kenny. Here, I, I think you can do one of two things: go all in and stack the game, and then take small pieces from from others, or go the opposite where. Take uh, Chris Conley here, right? Like take a uh, a guy who maybe has some upside. Yeah, exactly. Sure. Yeah, I, I think yeah. those are the sort of guys that you go to here with a stack from another game and look for the upside. As far as my lineup construction, I pretty much in most of my lineups, I I got if I don't have Breeze in there, I got either Kamara, Ingram, or I got a uh, the hot pick of the weekend here, Teddy Ginn here. Uh, so that's how I balance out balance out the. Uh, Balance out the uh, at the, at the last game here, but um, as far as the, I might. The way these games are setting up, I mean George loves the unders here, so I'm guessing that that flex spot you might you might be you might benefit here just playing three running backs here instead of you know putting that putting at that last position if you don't have enough salary. I think so. Yeah. So uh, uh, I'm loving. Uh, what's the guy from the uh, Shepherd? I'm loving Shepherd Woods Cooks. I think I think golf is going to be my my second guy here. I'm not going to pivot too far off uh, off of Mahomes, but I think uh, hopefully if they can do some versus the uh, that the Cowboys. Here. I'm, I'm fading these two guys definitely. I'm I'm fading Cooper and I'm fading Gordon. I don't, I'm unsure about his 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 legs or whatever. You could throw a little Eckler in there. Um, on the defenses with the game totals, with, if you think the games are going to be low scoring, then pretty much any defenses I'm, I'm as in play as far as I'm concerned. So. Uh, uh, anything else? Uh, I like Edelman too. I love Edelman and and White. We gotta think about Sonny Michelle. Uh, George, you like him, right? I think they're gonna run the ball. You know, I think it's gonna be a short passing game with White and Edelman. I think they're gonna try and run the ball. What we saw late in the season, and not uh, they're not gonna be able to attack the secondary all that much. They don't have that offensive uh, weapon anymore now that Gordon is out. Josh Gordon, that is. So uh, and I, I know you like Michelle to a degree. And I know you guys don't like this, but I'm going to put him in the big GPT. I'm, I think we get a Gronk spike this weekend. <laughs> sure, and and Kenny, that's what I was. Well, you know, you laugh, and I I get why, but. Listen, history tells us it's more than possible that he has a big game here. Uh, this season right. has shown us it's not probable, but if you're playing DFS and you're playing GBPs, he has to at least be part of your player pool because the touchdown upside is there. Like It's legitimately there. I just have not seen 
uh, I have not seen enough from him to believe that it's going to happen. I do think you're right, though, that you have to have him in the mix here because it's such a short player pool. You, ha- you have to at least have a, a share or two. My uh, my main lineup actually has Kelsey and Gronk there, so right. oh, just trying, nice. to, like trying to di- trying to differentiate. And uh, with that news of the snow, I think I'm going to pivot off a couple of these Colts guys. That I, probably Ebron, I'm going to pivot off of. So it's going to be either Kelsey, Gronk, or the uh, the tight end out of uh, what is that? I like Goddard too, or the tight end out of the Rams, the uh, the, the Rams tight end. So H- Higby, I'm, I'm Higby, yeah, yeah, Higby. So he only because he's cheap. No, no, no. I'm sorry, Everett. Everett, Everett. I'm sorry, Everett. Oh, Everett. Because okay. he's cheap. Everett, yes. Yeah, so, well, uh, if, if you look at yeah, ownership percentages, can it, so before you go, if you look at ownership percentages, a site I, I do some work for does uh, ownership percentages. Not going to uh, say all of them, but uh, you do have Ebron at about 19.5% projected ownership right now. Uh, that's off of Kelsey at the top at 34 percent and then you have Ertz and Everett at 16 and 15 percent respectively so if you're playing the the ownership game and you you believe in ownership projections uh leaning towards Ertz or or Everett here uh may get you a bit of relief off the top end tight ends so good luck to you Kenny. I hope to hear from One you more. yeah go for it go for it One more. what uh well another key decision is going to be uh, because it's only 300 dollars for his Zeke versus Gurley what do you got or just play both <laughs> I'm on Zeke over the uh, of the two of them Okay. All right. All right. All right, guys. Have a good weekend. Let's make some money, man. Uh, hey, hell yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm there for that. Uh, we move on to the phones. Uh, George, this is a personal caller for you. Uh, Steve from Long Island. You're on with Dan and George. I believe you want to talk about a frozen ice rink and a black puck yeah, that, that uh, floats I around on top of it. I apologize to all your fans. It's not a football question. My football season's over. You guys helped me win a championship. I know he's going to be watching the Island the Ranger game today. I just wanted to ask him his thoughts on uh, the Islanders at the midway point and what the hell they're doing with Josh O'Sean. Uh, today's a great sports day for me because the Islander, Islander ranging is on at 1 o'clock. It's on before the football game, so I get to enjoy it uh, without having to worry about uh, you know being in the corner of my eye as I'm watching the football game here. As for the Islanders, uh, Josh Hosang was surprising that he was sent down. Someone had to go down when the, uh, some of their injured players came back up. Uh, his biggest problem is the problem in the uh, defensive zone. They still don't like the way he plays there. Uh, listen, should he be sent down? No. Are there other players who should go before him? Absolutely. But he seems to have it where, he, it, even under this regime, they don't trust him. At this point, I think he has to go find another organization to go play. Another organization to give him a fresh start here. It's a shame. It's just not working. Uh, you know, the Islanders... I know they're in a playoff spot. I believe right now they're in the first wild card spot. So they, uh, and, you know, it's a nice showing here. But they're still playing for the future, and they need to find out what players like Hosang and Dal, Kel- Dal Cole can do for them. They're not they, nothing to prove in the minors anymore. They got to play up here and see what they can do. And this is what this season should be about. But the Islanders don't want to do that. They they want they want to go to make the playoffs and lose first round, second round. It's uh it's short term thinking for me since we all know since this team lost Tavares, they're really playing for the new arena in Belmont if and when that happens in three years, and that's what they should be playing for, which is fine. I can wait that long. But uh, wasting talent like Hosang, who does have talent, and to a lesser extent, Stoll, uh, Dal Cole, to me is um, is pretty close to criminal and certainly just not. It's short sighted. Yeah, I don't know if you read Arthur Staples' uh, report with the courses, but when Hussang's in the lineup on that third line or at least playing, the courses are off the chart when he's playing with anyone else. Yeah, he's a threat. 
He's a threat because he's very—he's a very good skater. And teams have to be aware of him. He, he's the kind of guy that can make you look stupid. And as I, I play defense in hockey, I know those guys—those guys that can make you, uh, you know, lose your jock real quick because they were that good. And you back off. You don't attack them as much because you're afraid of being of being made to look stupid. It's really what it is. Uh, I don't know why, why they do what they do. Maybe they. You want to keep the guys like Komarov, Filippola. I understand they're better overall players. I do. You know, and they, they certainly help the team. But as I'll say it again, it's short-sighted thinking. You're playing to win now, and this is not a Stanley Cup team. It's, it's not. It's probably not even a team that can win in the first round. You're a wild-card team. means you're going to go up against the Capitals or the Tampa Bay Lightning in the first round. Good luck with that. Let me know how that works out for you. Uh, so I, I think it's silly. I think they're doing it not the right way. I would not have sent Ho signing down. I don't think he was playing that terribly. You mentioned the Corsis, which is fine. Uh, they do His numbers are off the charts. And I don't think it's all a coincidence either that since he's left, you know, the Islanders haven't played so well. I know they beat the Rangers yeah. on, uh, Thursday. They didn't play well doing it. They looked kind of ugly. No, they they lucky didn't. to win that game. So, uh, and I think, that third I think line has been the same. Last question. You, do you think they make a run at the uh, Columbus uh, goaltender? I don't know how to pronounce his name. Bobrovsky? Bobrovsky. Bobrovsky, for those who don't know, Bobrovsky was suspended by the team for one game this week. Uh, he apologized yesterday. Apparently, he had a hissy fit. That's what it really what it sounds. They didn't say exactly what happened here, but uh, for him to be suspended, I imagine uh, not only did they have a hissy fit, but there must have been some kind of physical altercation as well. You know, because there's a lot of players and a lot of sports have hissy fits, complain, bitch, moan, and they don't get suspended. So he must have gone beyond that. Bobrovsky and Panarin on Columbus are both free agents, UFAs, unrestricted free agents at the end of the season. And some of the biggest arguments in the NHL have been, should one or both of these players have been traded? For those who don't follow hockey, Columbus is a very good team. They're not quite up there with the great teams, but they're a very good team. They're a playoff team. And if you trade one or both, well, then you're probably not. You're certainly no threat to win the Cup here. But do you just let these guys go for free? If you play to win the playoffs, trade deadline's February 25th. So it's been an interesting dilemma. Do you trade these guys and get something for them, or do you go for it and hope you, hope you can win a cup without them? So do I think they trade them? Steve, no. I don't think they trade Bobrovsky, mainly because the history of the NHL is that you cannot trade a goalie and get the value you want, especially in season. Not unless, you know, Brayden Hopey would get hurt. You know, with someone like that, you know, Marc-Andre Fleury in Vegas, if they get hurt and it's a long-term injury and those team teams, which are Stanley Cup contenders, then would need a goalie. Then you might. Other than that, I don't think they'll get anywhere near equal value for what they feel is worth it for Bobrovsky. So, no, I don't think so. Panarin's a different uh, is a different topic. So I think they could get very good value for him, a goal scorer at the deadline. And he's certainly gone at the end of the year. He's pretty much made that known. Uh, my guess is that he has a destination in mind. There's a certain place he wants to play. And, Steve, I have a funny feeling that destination may not make either one of us happy. I think it might be the New York Rangers. Yeah, that that that's what I read. All right. All right, thanks very much for taking my NHL calls. I know it's not the biggest subject, especially on the island, but I got nobody else to talk to about it. <laughs> Steve, <laughs> we appreciate you calling in. Uh, and uh, as a Rangers fan, these past two seasons have been rough, but uh, hopefully better better skies are ahead when the uh, true New York uh, hockey team gets to playing better again. I kid. I don't want to hear kid, your two I... years. <laughs> I don't want to hear about your two years. You went to the Cup twice. Come on, stop. Stop. I'm stopping. Right. I'm stopping. Enjoy. I'm stopping.
All right, Steve, thanks so much for listening always, and uh, congrats on those ch- uh, that championship you brought home. Uh, Steve was very uh, kind with his praise over there on Twitter about uh, the help George and I gave him and the rest of the FNTSY crew. So uh, always appreciate you checking in, Steve, and hope uh, all is well. Uh, we still have one game to uh, really fully break down, Philadelphia at New Orleans. Uh, we'll get to that after the break. We'll talk some DFS. We'll talk some wagers as well. Uh, thanks, as always, to uh, Kenny and Steve for calling in. Uh, if you need the phone number for later, it's 844 Nine, put it into your phone. Uh, that's uh, FNTSY Radio. You can always call in uh, when the phone lines are open. You can always find us on Twitter as well at FNTSY Radio. Again, at FNTSY Radio. You can ask questions uh, there. Sean will relay them to us. Uh, and of course, you can find George and I at Dan Stafford and at George Kurtz. One more game to go here in the divisional round playoff breakdown on Fantasy Sports Today. We are looking up next at Philadelphia at New Orleans, a game uh, that if you get right, could have some big implications from a fantasy perspective. Uh, so plenty to break down still here, and we'll talk about some of those prop bets as well. Dan and George, Fantasy Sports Today, right here on Fantasy Sports Radio, FNTSY. Back with more after this. From the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your Daily Roto Package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire. Dan Trevor, George Kurtz back here on Fantasy Sports Day, rounding out our show, College Football Today, top of the hour, as always. Uh, don't forget to stay tuned to FNTSY all day long uh, for the uh, best radio programming in the world. That's a personal opinion, but hey, why not join on board, download the app, uh, and make sure to uh, check it out on cable providers as well, the Fantasy Sports Network. So uh, let's uh, talk about this game, George. Uh, we have Philadelphia, we have New Orleans. Uh, top take. What, what's what's your takeaway here? What do you think happens? How do you think this game unfolds? All right. Uh, this is the Nick, Nick Foles magical experience, right? Uh, can he keep it up? The first time these two teams met, uh, which is earlier this NFL season, uh, New Orleans destroyed. I mean, destroyed. Was it 41 7? Something silly like that. This is what called the Carson Wentz. Uh, so we'll see if uh, Philly can play a little better this time. Philly. <sighs> It's strange, right? Uh, the, the defense has come together of late, even though it's still not very good. It's come together. Nick Foles gets rid of the ball real quick. We know that. Under about two and a half seconds, so the rush can't get to him. So, can they keep that up? They don't have much of a running game. Right? I mean, no one's afraid of Adams, Sproles, uh, Smallwood, as far as running the ball, any kind of consistent, with any kind of consistency there. So, it's going to come down to Foles again. <laughs> we have to assume, and by assume, I mean it may come in the first quarter, that New Orleans is going to score more than 15 points. That the Chicago could, that's all the Chicago could put up last week. No one's going to score points here. Bottom line is this. I don't think Philadelphia can keep up with them. As far as scoring points, I think uh, New Orleans going to score 30, 31 minimum. You know, and I don't know if, uh, if Philadelphia can come anywhere near that. Uh, I think the Foles uh, experience ends this week. I think it's been a, a fantastic run. He's, and he's earned himself a hell of a lot of money. 
because either he's going to uh, get the franchise tag, which is unlikely in Philadelphia, which is 20-plus million, or he's going to sign a long-term contract with another team here or get traded and then sign that long-term contract, whatever it might be. But he's going to get paid for what he's done there. Uh, I know I brought up the question to you a couple of times, and on other radio shows as well, as uh, you know, if, if Jackson or another team came out and said, we'd offer you a couple of picks and a player uh, for Foles, would you do it? And uh, everyone has said the same thing. No, and I agree, they wouldn't. But it's, an, it's lets you know how well Foles has played, how much he has solidified himself as a starting NFL quarterback here. But I don't think they can do enough here. And once again, New Orleans is well-rested. Uh, I think Kamara, Ingram, they're going to have their way. Breeze is going to be able to hit Michael Thomas. Uh, it, it, as usual, it's sort of pick your poison. If Philadelphia had a lockdown cornerback then, you know, someone who could take uh, Thomas out of the game or at least keep him in check and then concentrate on stopping the run, I'd feel so much more confident in this. But the only chance I would give Philly in this game is if Fletcher Cox is just dominating that line of scrimmage where they, New Orleans can't stop him. He's in the face of Drew Brees on every play. That's the only chance on earth I would give Philadelphia in this game. I think the Saints are going on. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you there. I just wonder what pieces uh, from a daily fantasy perspective we can make work here. Michael Thomas, Drew Brees are going to be very highly owned. Kamara should be pretty highly owned. Uh, so Philadelphia may have some pieces here uh, between Golden Tate and, and Nelson Aguilar. Uh, maybe some Darren Sproles here. If they're trailing, you can get him in the pass game. Uh, could make a difference. Let's talk about some of these numbers. Uh, 51 is your over-under down from 51.5 at open. It's our second highest of the weekend. Oh, and a, a correction here. I said college football today coming up top of the hour. That is not the case. Coming up at the top of the hour is, well, George Kurtz. Uh, NFL special show coming up uh, from 10 to 1. Joe uh, Galena and George Kurtz. You'll also probably hear from Jim Day and maybe some Cam Stewart thrown in for uh, good measure as well. So from 10 to 1, you get more George Kurtz in your life. What more could you ask for? Uh, let's uh, talk this game, though, quickly. Uh, 51 uh, over under 29.5 implied total for New Orleans, 21 and a half uh, for uh, the Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, the over, uh, sorry, the spread has dropped. It opened at minus 10 from what I'm seeing. It's now at minus eight. Um, any of these numbers intriguing to you uh, for getting sort of how the game uh, outcome comes to pass, but whether or not we hit these numbers or not? You know, it's, it's all on Philadelphia, right? So I think New Orleans is going to score their points. I said 31 comes to mind if New Orleans, and it wouldn't shock you if it's higher. I'm going the over. It's the one, uh, it's, it's an indoor track. I think New Orleans coming off that bye. I think Philadelphia's been playing a little over their head and sort of gotten the right schedule down the stretch here as far as playing the Bears team and had problems offensively and uh, at the end of the season as well. I think New Orleans, uh, sorry, Philadelphia could score enough where to make the over plausible. I only need them really to score 20, 23, 24 points, and I'm a happy guy, and I'll get my over here. So uh, I'm going to go with the over there. I think... Uh, I think New Orleans and Philly get the night over. The eight points is playing into my hands because I want to take Philadelphia, uh, New Orleans. I think New Orleans is going to win the game comfortably. It's not going to be 41-7. I don't think they're going to win the game easily, but I think they're going to the, win the game comfortably. I think Nick Foles is going to make some mistakes in this game. I'm going I'm to give the eight. I love that it's come down. Okay, I, I can see that. Um, I This is a tough one for me to predict, and I think a lot of it is just sort of the silly silliness of uh, Nick Foles, but I agree with you. I think this is where we see the bad Nick Foles. I think this is where we see a couple of interceptions from Foles. I like the Saints defense here uh, a lot from a DFS perspective. That's not crazy. They're the most expensive one uh, over there on DraftKings. But I I think we get a couple of turnovers from the Eagles. Uh, Foles trying to do too much. The Peterson trying to do too much with the pass offense. And I think this is a game that I do think the Saints uh, win. I think the Saints win handily. I think they win by 10 
or even 13 when all is said and done. So I would go with the minus eight. I take the Saints. Um, Over-under is a tough one here. I don't know if the Eagles score that much. I really don't. I, I really don't know if they put up uh, enough points to make this uh, uh, push that 51 over. So I, I probably one I'll just stay away from and, and not touch. What pieces from the Eagles, if any, George, do you think have some upside here? Uh, do you go uh, to an Alshon Jeffrey or uh, an Aguilar or Golden Tate? Or do you think this offense just has uh, too many holes to, to have some big upside in a daily fantasy uh, lineup? Well, I mean, if you look at cheap plays, I'm probably going to go Darren Sproles. Once again, catching balls out of the backfield. I think it's going to happen again. And last week, they were running him at the goal line, which made no sense, but they were doing it. They went away from Adams uh, completely last week. He played the first series, and then he was on a milk carton. All right, so just strange. Not sure what the uh, thinking was there, but that's what they did. And uh, maybe they don't trust him. Maybe they don't like the fact that there's no big play. I mean, it's just, just strange what they did. I, I don't get it either. So uh, I'm going to Sproles for a cheap play. Uh, I'm still interested in Ertz. He's too big a part of that game plan to be forgotten about. I don't care how good the New Orleans defense is against tight ends. I'm still going to have interest in Ertz. Not that I would take him as my number one tight end. I wouldn't. But I'm still going to have some interest here. Uh, the problem with the wide receivers are you just don't know which one. I know Tate had the game-winning play. Jeffrey seems to have the trust of Foles. And same thing with Aguilar. It's just going on from last year. I would have them rank Jeffrey, Aguilar, Tate. It's just the way it's, uh, it's been working out this season. I don't think anything changes here. I think they'll get their chances because I do expect them to be trailing here. That's why I, I, I only want pass catches here. I don't Even if Josh Adams was a bigger part of the offense, I wouldn't be going with them. I think they'll be trailing. They're going to have to throw the ball here. So Jeffrey, Aguilar, Tate for me. But Jeffrey's you know, pretty, pretty far ahead of the other two. Yeah, I agree with you there, and I think that uh, it's a situation where you're going to take some flyers and and maybe uh, make some uh, guess game uh, of uh, whether or not you have some upside. Let's see what uh, where Jeffrey is uh, from an ownership percentage. Uh, let's see. Alshon is in the mid-teens from what I'm seeing projected. Um, Aguilar. Nope. Uh, I can never spell his name correctly. Aguilar, there we go. Uh, is low-teens. And then Tate, probably going to be lower than that. Uh, yep, he's in the single digits. So that that makes sense. I agree with you completely there. Uh, again, ownership projections can be a little off at times. You're trying to guess what the uh, field is doing. But a uh, pretty accurate site that I use uh, when trying to figure out NFL. Uh, I, I don't see Philly hanging in this one. I just don't. I, I don't I don't know. I, I don't see this being the, the – I think the magical run comes to an end here. Let's take a look at some of these props uh, and see what uh, upside we might have here. Um, well, you can get, uh, you can get Shelton Gibson at 10,000 plus 10,000 for first, uh, touchdown scored. So if you want to have some fun there, uh, let's see total passing yards, Nick Foles, 271.5. Uh, I think it's going to be a, a throwing game. I'm going to go over. Uh, okay. Uh, I can see where that could make some sense. Uh, Drew Brees, 290.5. See, I don't think they'll have to throw. I think it's the exact opposite. The Camaro's going to eat them up alive as well. So I don't think it'll be necessarily they're going to have to throw the ball up and down the field. Yeah, 290 is a big number. We've seen lots of games where Breeze is, uh, they've won the game, but they haven't had to throw the ball. I'm going to go under. All right. Uh, so game uh, script, game flow there, you think it keeps Breeze under. I hear it. Uh, completions, 24.5 for Drew Breeze. Under. 23.5 for Nick Foles. Oh, I think he's going to go more, more for chunk plays. I'm going to go under there as well. I'm hating all these, by the way. 
<laughs> Total interceptions, both at uh, .5. I'm, uh, over on Foles, under Breeze. I don't think, I don't think Breeze throws a pick today. Yeah, I, I actually am uh, same way. You know, some fun if they allow parlays on prop bets could be to to uh, make this happen, the site you're on. Uh, Drew Brees, touchdown pass is two and a half. Boy, that's 21 points right there. Kamara gets in the end. That's a lot of points if you give him three touchdowns. I think Kamara gets, uh, runs one in. It's shocking if Ingram does as well. Now, I'd be at 35 points. Uh, I'll have to go under there. I think I'll say two. All right. And uh, Nick Foles at one and a half. Boy, if the Eagles have any chance, he better go over there. Uh, yes, I'll give him two as well. All right. Uh, so let's see. Pass receptions, and I like these numbers here. Uh, five for Alvin Kamara. I'll take the over. Michael Thomas at six and a half. Under. Zach Ertz at six. Man, these are all high totals. Uh, I think that's right on. Not not touching it. Yep, um, that, that's exactly. I, I like some of these. I think they're right where you have to make a tougher decision. Four and a half for Alshon Jeffrey. Over. Uh, pass receptions. Uh, let's see, anybody else? Nelson Aguilar for three and a half. Aguilar's more of a different case here because I think they are. They usually have a bigger p- uh, plays of late. Three and a half to get, I mean, four. That's, that's, that's not a bad number. It should happen here. Uh, I wouldn't touch it, but I would. Uh, I lean towards the over. All right. Uh, total receiving yards. Uh, Zach Ertz, sixty point five. Got to go over. Michael Thomas, eighty four and a half. I just think you know the Saints are pretty much a one man passing game, and if I'm uh, Philadelphia, I'm doing all I can to take Thomas out, and once again keep him in check and force somebody else. Uh, in that uh, receiving game to try and beat me, whether it's Watson, Kirkwood, you know, Ginn, whatever it might be. Um, but I don't trust him to do that. I'm going the over. Uh, let's see. Uh, you have Kirkwood at 24 and a half. <laughs> you know, at, uh, I forget who asked me on Twitter uh, about uh, low-end plays in DFS this week. And I'm like, anybody, any receiver on New Orleans outside of right. Mike Thomas. You know, but you don't know, which, I promise you don't know which one. You know, is it going to be Kirk? Is it going to be Traquan Smith this week? You don't know here. Uh, so it's Jr. I, I wasn't counting Ginn because I think that's, that's too easy. I think he's, you know, I, I'm talking about really the, the no-names or the first-year players there. So I think Ginn is sort of cheating there. But, yes, if I could include him, he'd be in there as well. But I would choose him then. So I think he'll have a decent game. I'll go over, but it's a complete guess. Uh, Dallas uh, Goddard at 19.5. Going over there, too. Fold is using him a lot. Yep. So I think I think he he might be the one I love best out of all of this. All right, uh, let's close it out with rushing yards here. Alvin Kamara, fifty-five and a half. Over. Uh, Mark Ingram, forty-two and a half. Over as well. And then the final one is a fun one. Wendell Smallwood, eighteen and a half. And once again, another guess. You just don't know what they're going to do here. The number's too nope. low there. If I once again, I'll take my chances. If I lose, I lose, but I'll go over. Right, that's like if he has eight rushes, he should be over eighteen and a half yards. You know, like obviously right. the same three, same three yards or a rush. Can, I'll yeah. take it. Right. 
So Saints defense could stop them. They could also just not go to them at all. You could see Sproles all game. Uh, but uh, I think 18 and a half is a small number there. All right, let's uh, roll through these games one more time. George, get your final take on who you think the winners are. What do you think the uh, championship games will be? Uh, and then uh, obviously we are giving way to George and Joe here at the top of the hour uh, to uh, bring you through an NFL special uh, looking at uh, all that we've talked about here and more. So uh, stay tuned for that right here on FNTSY radio uh, throughout the day. So, Colts, Chiefs, who's winning? You know, Adam Schefter posted this uh, on Twitter about an hour ago. This, is, this has to be the greatest stat of the day. Colts have won as many postseason games at, at Arrowhead Stadium all time as have the Chiefs. Oh, wow. Think about that. I mean, think about that. That's crazy. That, that's, a, that's a crazy stat. It means nothing, mind you. But it's a crazy stat. Uh, Colts have won the same amount of playoff games at Arrowhead as the Chiefs have. All time, not in the past 10 years, 20 years, whatever it is, all time. Uh, I'm going to go Chiefs win the game, Colts cover. Okay. I, I think that's a good uh, clarification there for anyone listening. Uh, Dallas at L.A. Same thing. Rams win the game, Cowboys cover. All right. I dig it. Uh, L.A. at New England. Chargers versus the Pats. You know, I know I, I early in the show I said New England, and uh, I'm going I'm to keep up with that because it's Foxborough. This is one of those things where in the beginning of the season when people ask me who was going to, uh, you know, your Super Bowl predictions, which I hate making, but people ask, I said, um, listen, until somebody beats them, I'm picking New England. Same theory yeah. here. Until somebody beats them, I'm taking New England here. I don't feel very confident in it. I think the Chargers are a better overall team, and if it was played in Los Angeles, I'd pick the Chargers. But because it's in Foxborough, I'm going with Belichick and Brady. Yeah, I, I'm right there with you, and I think it's a legitimate way to take it. And I, I, I know people want hot takes, and they, they want people to predict the end of the Pats, but you've been proven time and time again what they do at home and what they do in the playoffs. Until you see it not work, it's kind of hard to pick against them. And that's not like taking the easy way out. It's just taking historical data and saying this is what I see and this is how this is going to turn out. I think the Chargers have a legitimate chance here. And you said they're a veteran team. They have a lot of assets. Uh, Obviously, uh, Phillip Rivers has sort of had that MO in the playoffs of not getting over the hump, mainly because of um, kickers, right? (laughs) Because of of that problem. There's a legitimate chance the Chargers win here. I just won't believe it till I see it. And I'll I'll continue to to think the Pats are going to be the team uh, that's going to get it done. Uh, Eagles and Saints. Uh, final one here, 51 over under. What do you got? Uh, are the Saints moving on, or do you think Nick Foles has uh, one more ride in him to the NFC uh, uh, championship round? Nah, Saints Saints all around here. I think this is the one game that might be the least competitive of the uh, quartet here. That being said, I was 3-1 and one last week playing this little game here. Only game I lost was because the Chargers fell apart late and let the Ravens cover there. Other than that, uh, like I said, uh, I like I like Phil the New Orleans to blow these uh, – I don't want to say blow them up, but they win the game pretty handily here. But I have a funny feeling it's going to be a very bad weekend for me betting. So things just went my way. <laughs> that is not what we want to hear at the end of the show. <laughs> it's the way I'm feeling right now. Things, things. I mean, like I said, I was right about the, you know, as far as betting, I was right about uh, uh, the Philadelphia beat Chicago, which won me a decent, well, I won my wife a decent amount of money here. Uh, that's the game I just loved here. And there's, there's not a game on this slate where, where I feel anywhere near the same. Not one game. I'm like, oh, God, this is, there is this easily going to cover here. The closest one I come to is the Saints, though. All right. And there we have it. Uh, Which is, uh, great by stuff the way, it's always. down to seven and a half now on my bookie. You got it at eight. I got it at seven and a half now. Getting better. Getting better. Uh, getting better. And keep an eye on that. Before these games go live, keep a, uh, an eye on how those lines move. 
As always, great stuff from George at George Kurtz on Twitter. You can stay tuned for him and Joe coming up uh, after this upcoming break. I'll see you next weekend right here on Fantasy Sports Day. Thanks so much for listening. We're right here, Dan Trevor, George Kurtz, Fantasy Sports Day on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network.